or maybe even chiseling into stone to create something. It's little movements of a, a chisel or of a knife that start removing little by little until you start to see something. Small pieces are removed at a time. If you ever get to watch someone do this, you don't always know what they're making. You don't see what they see when they see a piece of wood or a large block of stone. And you realize after some time, I still don't know what it is they're making. But then there's this moment and you're like, oh, I see it. I start to see the shape. It's almost like a hazy picture, but you can start to see what it, it looks like. And little by little, you start to see something appear. And that happens. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing to, to witness and, and an important thing to see in life. It's just exciting to see something be formed right in front of you. But what happens if you take something little by little and remove it, and you do that in a negative sense? So let's pretend you're swimming in the ocean, and you're simply floating along, not really making any big movements and all. You're just floating, baking in the sun. You're not really noticing the difference until all of a sudden you realize how far away from the shore you've gotten. You immediately regret ever watching any of those Jaws movies... Because everything that's running through your mind is there's going to be fins starting to float up. Every image from those movies is playing out in your mind, and you're caught now in this current trying to get back in into the shore. It's a huge struggle to get back in, and it was just a little bit at a time. You're moving further and further away. You didn't notice the little changes until you realize, wow, that's a huge difference. That's what sin does to us. Our high school youth group has been studying through Revelation on Sunday evenings. Last week, we read through chapter 12 about the woman and the dragon, which by far is one of my favorite parts of the book of Revelation. I told them it's it would be like if I ever got to preach for Christmas, it would be my Christmas sermon that I preach. And so in the chapter, we read about Satan, who's the dragon, and his desire is to destroy the baby that Mary is carrying. And though he is unable to destroy her and her baby, he takes out his fury on the rest of her offspring. That's us. He's not coming after us with big things like he did Job. His new tactic is in which he goes after us is, is to whittle away little by little at things like morality. Little by little, the truths and the commandments that we've known from God, well, they might become skewed. They're altered in little ways. They're faded from what they used to be. See, the standard that we may have known about early on in our life is now full of loopholes and compromise. The bar that God has set for us, well, it's been lowered a few times. Maybe not in big amounts all at one time, but little by little, the bar is lower. See, Satan does this in the culture around us because it's far easier to impact them they're easier to sway. And so like sheep who wander freely away from the shepherd, they're easy prey for the wolf. You have seen that played out in your life at different times. No matter what your age is, I'm not asking for numbers, but no matter what your age is in your life, you have noticed that when you were younger, things are not the way they were now. Oh, wait, I said that wrong. They're, They're not the way they used to be, right? I'm not talking about the price of bread and milk. I'm talking about the way society lives. Things are different. You may have noticed that things have shifted 
You didn't really realize how much it had shifted until you look back and see what it used to be. Things that were more acceptable are now banned and ridiculed. Things that you might not have noticed before are really huge, noticeable differences. The older you are, the bigger the difference is. Our behaviors, worldviews, decision-making, and interactions with each other are also different. Why? It's because someone is taking out their fury on God's descendants and altering their morality. Does, that, does this scripture right here sound like something that's playing out today? Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. It says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The world is so fluid now. We can change whatever we want about ourselves, and it should be okay, right? Morality has shifted. See, we allow the great deceiver to impact us, though. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean we haven't figured out. He doesn't seem to have to make our decisions for us. We are the ones who believe his lies. We change morality all on our own. We adjust the bar. In big and small ways, we change that bar. Today we're going to look at how that bar and standard of morality that God has set is fluctuating. The first way is this. We change the morality standard in big ways. The past couple weeks have shown a large adjusting of the bar when the laws of abortion were changed. When New York made their decision, it became clear that someone was lowering the bar. That was a big one. It hurt to see that change. But when millions of people are have recently come out against that past law, aren't you wondering where their voices have been since Roe versus Wade? You wonder where their voices have been, how they've been so silent when abortion in the first 24 weeks was okay, but now is not. Some people feel that we've crossed the line now, but we've done that a long time ago. But now that it's something so drastic, you notice the bars changed. What about homosexuality? Those same-sex attraction might be something that people struggle with. They face that in their lives. It's, it doesn't mean that they have to continue to give in to Satan's temptation. See, sadly, though, people with that struggle start to believe the lies that society tells them. You were born this way. This is completely natural. You don't have to fight who you are. Oh, Jesus and his followers, they're just being judgmental. That's their problem, not yours. See, people believe that they are more accepted by the world than by Jesus' people. And so they just give in to their sinful desires. Gay marriage is growing in popularity. What these overwhelmed and struggling people see is that they can feel more comfortable with other people who just will let them live out their desires. But what they don't see is the prison cell that they're finding themselves trapped in. See, God has so much more in store for us if we follow his standard, but we try and lower it in really big ways. And like I said earlier, Satan uses society to do that, to change our minds. But we do the same in small ways. We change the morality standard in small ways. It's the second way. Whether through the influence of others or our own needs, we move the standard lower 
in our own small ways. When we begin to believe that, well, it's only a little white lie. Anybody ever done that before? It's only a little white lie. You lowered the bar. When we knowingly or subconsciously are dependent on anything other than God to deal with things like worry, stress, fear, then we take command of our own burdens instead of turning them over to him. You lowered the bar. When anger, gossip, malice, slander take over our speech about anyone, we lower the bar. If you do any of these things, somehow you will find a way to try and justify it in your mind. Anybody ever justified it in their mind? That is lowering the bar. And we're pretty good at justifying things, at least in our own minds. We've, uh, we're good at calling it, well, it was self-defense. I was standing up for myself. Oh, well, that's karma. They had that coming. Or maybe we play the comparison game of, well, I'm not as bad as that person. Little by little, we lower the bar. We're not the problems necessarily. It's not society. It's all of us together who change what morality is. I suppose that you can disagree on the big things, but you still live blindly in your own reality, and I do too, with how we lower the expectations of God. But I suppose that last sentence I said, and I could say it again, I suppose that you disagree with the big things, but you still live blindly in your own reality with a lower expectation from God. Make sure you're seated for this. Everybody seated? The third thing is we really don't affect the standard or morality at all. You thought you did, but you don't. I try and justify things, but I'm only fooling myself. So who sets the standard? God. Who is worthy to set the standard? God. Who brought all of this into existence and can make whatever rules he desires? God. It is out of love for you that he set a standard. It is a knowledge of how evil mankind can get that he set a standard. It is an understanding that we will try to play God and affect the morality that he controls and maintains, so he set a standard. Can you imagine what the world would have been without the standard of morality that God set? Can you imagine? Can you imagine what the world would be like if we got to pick and choose how we should treat each other? and what is right and what is wrong. I mean, we're doing a fantastic job about it right now. Abortion would be the least of our worries. What is, or that is if mankind was even around anymore. Believe it or not, where we are today would have been occurring centuries and even millennia ago if it weren't for a standard set by God. Thank God that he set a standard because we clearly are not worthy of that responsibility. So now that this is sunk in, that you don't get to affect where the standard is, that leaves us with the reality that the bar is actually pretty high up. It's not exactly where I thought it was. That means I'm not as good of a person as I thought I was. I, I may not know as much about Jesus as I thought I did. I may not appear to be as close to God as I 
was in my mind just minutes ago. So where does that leave us? As we look to the standard that God has for us to live up to, that's pretty high up, isn't it? How'd that get so high? My goodness. And I'm pretty far from reaching it. See, some of you may feel the weight of how impossible that is going to be for you to reach. And believe me, I felt it too. But guess what? God wants it to be that high. Yeah, he could lower it and say, you know what? This is more attainable. It doesn't work like that, though. He needs it to be that high. Now, I need my three volunteers I've talked to about to come on up. He needs it to be that high, not for him, but for us. We need something to look up to. See, I like to give visual examples for you all because, well, one, I teach kids, but I'm visually too, like I need that. So, all right, so here's our, our bar of, of morality, okay? It's pretty high up there. It can be higher than that. Maybe a little bit higher. Can you put it on your on your fingertips, maybe? Because it's high. It's high. Sarah, what, what, let's move up this way a little bit. Sarah, what, just reach up there. See if you can reach it. That's pretty close. Pretty close. I, I'm. Some of you are taller, and you know that's why I didn't ask you to come up here. But <laughs> but let's just pretend God set this standard of morality for us, and He says this is where it is. I need it to be this high because I need you to reach for it. I need you to be above other things, other people. I need you to be here. This is where I need you. Now, you can't reach it, Sarah. You can't reach it, right? Okay. Now, you could go to church camp every year, be involved at VBS, never miss a Sunday. You're here as soon as the doors open, and you you are the ones locking up when you leave. You can be baptized. You can have a lot of Christian friends and listen to Christian radio, but guess what? You are still unable to reach that on your own, right? Even if you were to attempt to rationalize your sins, you don't get to lower that bar to you, right? The bar stays where it's at. Now, what is the one thing you need? It's Jesus. And this is Jesus. Jesus who looks at you and says, I know you'll never reach that. I know there's no way you can do anything. Oh, you can try and touch the bar. Got it. Jesus, who looks at you and says, there's no way you can reach God's standard on your own. No way. But I can help. The only way, and no matter how how you try to reach that standard, you can't do it for yourself. We need him. Sarah needed him. You've known that all along. See, even the law in the Old Testament was not good enough for Israel to reach God's standard, we needed Jesus. Oh, sorry. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your help. I appreciate it. Sure. Fingers asleep yet? Okay. You don't get to affect where that bar is. God leaves the bar where it is, and he helps you to get to it. And this is the truth that we all need to wrestle with and come to a decision on. Will I desire to please my maker or myself? Will I reach for that bar or just stay where I'm at? Will I chase after God's plan for my life? Or will I just stay where I feel some acceptance? Will I embrace God's grace? That's the chair, God's grace. 
will I embrace God's grace where I am always loved, always wanted, always fought for, and always important? Or will I just take my chances on where the world is, where I can will probably be used and abused for whatever they need from me? I mean, is it really that hard of a decision anymore? Now, it may mean that it's hard to let go of some things. It may mean that I can't just let go of the struggles that I have. I can't just let go of things so easily. I, it takes a lot of willpower to do that. But to pass on God's plan for your life, it's just to outright reject Him for what? For sin. Now, you don't have to be perfect. And that's what Jesus is for. When you can't reach the bar on your own, that's what He does. But you should accept him so you can reach that bar and then live your life for him. Allow him to help you with your struggles, your baggage, your worry, your fear. Give him control of your life and your decisions and your relationships. Surrender to the one who sets the bar high and then helps you to reach it. Do you know the only reason you can reach God's bar is with God's help. In that you will find love, joy, and acceptance like you have never known. But you have to submit to Him. That's my prayer for you today. We'll have the band come back up. But my prayer is that you would surrender all of your mistakes to Him.